take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. Today in the Grace Space, I'm delighted and honored to introduce you to a human being who to me represents the epitome of balance. She's someone who's embraced everything that she is and brings it all to the table with transparency and authenticity. Lisa Berry is an award-winning actor and a meditation teacher. She's played some of the most respected stages in North America, and she's become recognized by mainstream audiences in film and television, particularly for her recurring roles in the sci-fi fantasy hit show Supernatural, and also in Shadowhunters, The Mortal Instruments, among many, many others. But Lisa has a sense of mission in life as well. She's also a person who cares truly about other people and helping other people to find their center, to find peace and happiness no matter what they do. And she developed her philosophy, her way of life, after years of constant rejection. She said she had developed an emotional baseline that was equal parts depression, low self-esteem, and anxiety despite her confident demeanor. She was actually ready to quit show business and throw in the towel when she started using the breath as a tool to help quiet her mind. This helped her to redefine her connection to her inner self, the way that she navigated her career and the way that she shows up in her life. And she says, but if you're anything like I was, skeptical, not thrilled at the idea of sitting in meditation or going inward, believe me when I say a part of learning to heal and love yourself so that you can live the life of your dreams is having a clearer understanding of the times that can be challenging and how you might address and support those challenges. So Lisa is an artist who acknowledges the stresses and the challenges of being alive and human while also celebrating the gift of growth and purpose. After years of struggling with stress and anxiety herself, she decided to take control of her life. And now she offers resources to help people learn to relax, surrender, and be more aware of their inner self. Her method for living a more peaceful life is simple and easy to follow. So I'm thrilled to introduce you to Lisa Berry. Welcome, Lisa. I am so honored to have you in the Grace space. So glad you're here. Oh, thanks for having me. I just have been looking forward to talking with you for a while. Well, let's start with the fact that you're both an award-winning actor and a life coach. So tell us the story of how one led to the other and how you balance these two different lifestyles. Well, I, I think it all boils down to something I've really navigated with my spiritual therapist and making self-honoring choices. And so I used to call, call them boundaries. 
And then it just didn't feel right. The boundaries made me feel like I was blocking things. I wanted to keep things out. And then I realized it's more like sifting through flour. I was like, I actually want things to come through, but I want them to be in alignment with what I'm really feeling called to do, whether it be artistic or whether it be spiritual. And, I, and I'm passionate about two things, like acting and spirituality. And I'm also really passionate about creating spiritually sustainable exercises and practices and, and sharing tools that people can use like right now, like zero to five seconds, they can be like, okay, I'm actually in a better space than I was before because the, the energy on the planet is moving so fast that things that once upon a time, you could let a, a mantra take 30 days to settle into your you know, emotional, spiritual system. And now it's kind of like, no, I need it to like settle in now. So, so a way in was becoming a parent. And so I started working with um, Shannon Yvette, who has a worthy academy and teachers and, and of the like, and just randomly um, throughout. And then I really started to dive into meditation classes and, and then just went back to all of my acting training as the way to really navigate how I wanted to share this information because I knew that a lot of people were gonna come with stories of their past, what got them here. And I was like, I'm never gonna be qualified enough <laughs> to really do that investigative work, but that's not what I feel called to do. I feel called to help people move forward and, and to realize that it, your past actually has nothing to do with right now. It shaped you, it's formed you, but it's not how, it's, it's not what's gonna get you where you wanna go. And so I, I often ask people to do a lot of body work and, and breath work so that it's, it's on an, an equal playing field where everybody feels like, oh, I have that tool. You know, I, I don't need to have had therapy. I don't need to have been an actor. I don't need to have, you know, done this self-exploration work. It starts right now. And one of my signature meditations that I, that I created was the love yourself meditation. And it's all around really connecting to asking yourself questions and tuning into what does it feel like? Because mm. we live in this energetic world that if you're not aware of what you're putting out, life can probably feel like so much craziness is coming at you all the time, but you're not aware that you're physically holding tension. So your life is going to manifest in a way where there's tension, where there's spots that don't you know, work with you. So to come all the way back to the question that you initially asked of how did it, how did it all come to be is I just I just saw this need for someone to kind of express how to embody all of these beautiful quotes that we see and read and 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 just aspire to really and so when when someone's like have faith I would always kind of get a little irritated because I was like so like what do I do with my hands though like what do you mean faith like I don't I don't understand like I feel like I have faith but or you know you know the ability patience is the ability to wait without you know anxiety and I was like okay that's so great so like asking for a friend how exactly do you wait without anxiety like what should I focus on instead and as somebody who has had stage fright especially around singing 
I was like very aware of how I needed to navigate that when I got into doing like conventions where I would sing for the fans and I would be, you know, my shoulders would get tense, my neck would close up, my forehead would, you know, and I'd start sweating and I'd start shaking. And I realized that was me leaving my body. Those were the physical sensations of me being like, I'm out of here. I don't want to know. I don't want to be around for whatever's going to happen next. So just wake me up when it's over. You know what I mean? Like that is where I really started to kind of put two and two together. And then I was just like, well, this is brilliant. If I know what is happening when I'm about to check out, I can kind of be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Rain it in, relax your shoulders, open your throat, you know? And like, these are lessons that I learned working at Shaw and Stratford where, you know, everything is a thought away. So it's kind of like when you need to like relax and instantly forgive yourself, it's sending a command to your body. And so as actors, we know how to navigate instantly, you know, when a director's like, can I just get like 10% less anger? And you're just like, absolutely. You know how to navigate that in your body, but nobody in the world outside of, you know, being an actor is privy to that kind of work. So, so I just started to take everything that I used as an actor, paired it with a couple of you know, coaching, coaching classes that I've taken to become a life coach with Shannon Yvette. And, you know, you know, I'm doing Deepak Chopra's primal sound meditation right now. And like, so I'm just pairing all of these classes and tools that I've learned along the way to really navigate. So I tell people really upfront that I was, that I'm like, I'm not a therapist. I do breath work. I do meditation. And my way in is to help people navigate using the breath as a tool for healing so that they can actually experience these beautiful quotes that we read and and all these wonderful mantras and I teach people and we can actually do one of the exercises um, here it's like I teach people how to create their own mantras that have physical actual spiritual power that they can physically feel in their body because it's it's one thing to you know have a mantra that someone gives you it's a whole other thing to create a mantra that is sprung out from you Oh, I love that. I love that. I Let's definitely do that. Now, I want to take up a couple of things that I just heard you say. First of all, I wish everybody could see <laughs> my reactions. I, I'm aware that when we're on Zoom, when we talk at the same time, it cuts the audio of the other person. And so I have been holding back. I have, I have, I've been laughing at some of the things that have, that Lisa said that bring me so much joy because well, because, um, you know, we're, we're working, we're, we, we do the same work essentially, you know, and it is always so joyfully affirming to hear the truth coming out of another mouth and, and to, and to see the different ways that people approach things. So I was like, I'm, I've been like, you know, um, silently, uh, <laughs> shaking my fists and just affirming the wonderfulness of everything she's been saying, but I, I was aware that I couldn't make a sound. So, uh, sidebar that was, that was hilarious for me. And I'm sure she was like, what are you doing <laughs> looking at me on zoom? But anyway, I want to take back up what you were saying about the, um, the, the, the practicality of spiritual tools. I mean, that's to me, that's really what it boils down to. You know, I think sometimes people have this idea that spiritual work is some kind of ephemeral, you know, thing that is woo woo and it's, you know, disconnected from life and, and nothing for me, nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, if it's exactly as you're saying, if we don't have really grounded practical ways to, uh, 
to transform ourselves, then what good is it? You know, and, and there's something so accessible about this time, just as you were saying, the acceleration, the feeling of acceleration and the absolute necessity of having your own tools, like this mantra you're mentioning, right. And, and, and understanding and honoring that you are already a spiritual being in a human experience, you have the access to source already. It's not something you have to grovel to deserve. You know, it is inborn. And I think this is a big realization for this time where there's so much apparent chaos and so much fear and uncertainty. And a lot of people feeling really unstable and ungrounded is, hey, y'all, slow down, <laughs> take a deep breath. You already have this in you and you just need to ground it in yourself in a, in a practical way. And it's simple. Now that doesn't make it easy, but it really is simple. So I, I just, I just, uh, want to, you know, highlight what you just said, because this is something that I find myself saying over and over again, as I teach and on this podcast, you know, we've got the tools and I mean, we don't necessarily have the tools we're, we're looking for tools, but we've got the We've got the the innate gift, the higher gifts to be able to connect to source because we are of the source. So, you know, I feel like we can never emphasize that enough. So I want to thank you for that. Um, now, let's talk about this mantra. I'm fascinated by this idea of creating a mantra on the spot. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I teach in a course that I created called Breathe is really learning to align your words with the way that you're feeling so that you can tell when you are speaking your truth versus a lie. And a lot of people have done this kind of work where you know when your body is saying an absolute yes and an absolute no. And whenever you're feeling like a maybe, don't do anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is the time to just relax, be still, stop. And, and just let yourself really move into which one you're, you're gravitating towards most. And so it starts off, and it's also, I just wanna say that this is kind of from, I, I, it's kind of a spinoff of the, the way that I've interpreted Abraham Hicks's work, if you know about Abraham Hicks. And, and it was, I call it the, the high vibration alphabet game. That's the first way in. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to create a lexicon of words that resonate with you. And the first way that I would do this is, you know, I start at the beginning of the alphabet and I would just choose a word that typically feels good. And, and you can do this as an exercise. So if you want to start at the beginning of the alphabet and you choose a word that feels good, like uh, appreciate or um, ample or agree, you know, you just choose a word that starts with the letter A, and then you do the work of sitting with yourself and, and you just ask, now how can, what's another word that starts with the same letter that feels just a little bit better in my body when I say it? Just a little bit better. So I'll let you try it. Okay. So starting with the letter A? Starting with the letter A, just choose a, choose a base word that starts with the letter A that feels good when you say it. And we're going to try and move, move into a word that feels even better than that. Okay. Well, the first word that came to my mind was aura. And now find something that feels better, even better than that. And it can be slight. It can be like, Ooh, okay. I just felt a little tickle or it could be huge, but just something that feels even a little bit better. 
Well, it's a French word, amour. Oh, love. I felt that. Ooh. Do you, I mean, but do you feel that? Yeah. yeah so it's like, yeah. so the word aura, while it is a wonderful word and it has a beautiful meaning to it, amour has so much more in you, right? Yeah. And so then you move into the letter B and you find a word and, and you would write this down. So you would write down amour. And you would have that on, you would have that. And so once you write all, like you go through the whole alphabet that way, you then have a lexicon of words. And from having a lexicon of words, you start creating a mantra with those words. So try the letter B. Blessing. Mm -hmm. Bliss. Being. Mm being. Did uh -huh. you feel that? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was it just dropped just, in. It's exactly like it just had this like, like a whole yeah. wave kind of came through it. So you would write down amour, being, and then you go to see. Clarity. Consciousness. Create. Mm. Right. And right there, you could have a mantra, you know, like I create a loving being, or I am a being that creates love. Like all of those words, like try playing around with them and see how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. Being amour creates. Mm. <laughs> oh, that feels good. <laughs> that feels good. And, and it's so, so true. <laughs> And it's, and it's so true. And it, and this is just three words in the and in in the lexicon of of language that you can create around all of this. And so when you come back to it, you can feel it. And so what we're trying to get to is something that immediately you feel because feelings come first when it comes to manifesting anything. So first you got to manifest the feelings, and then everything else starts to fall into place. But if you can't shift your state, if you don't know how to shift your state, then somebody can tell you, I have a beautiful blessing of life. And you're just like, it somehow falls flat and your life doesn't represent that. And you're like, I don't understand what's going on. And you're like, because we don't have the same time <laughs> to let that settle in. So we want to create mantras for ourselves that actually have spiritual power and we feel it right away. Wow. Well, I can tell you uh, right now, and I'm sure you guys listening to this, if you've been allowing it in uh, to yourself right now, whoo, I feel like my vibration went up a notch, maybe more than one notch, a couple of notches. I've suddenly, I started to feel a wave of blissfulness, you know, and I think it's because, you know, coming out of the mind and the intellect, which is where we typically are cognitively in a situation like this, for example, and then you stop and become present and feel like Lisa's just said, you know, and we talk about this a lot in the gray space, the importance and the, and the primacy of feeling and vibration uh, in the process of manifestation, for sure, right? I mean, a lot of people approach uh, when they first start to do spiritual work, you know, they, they want to approach manifestation. They've heard about the law of attraction. They've read the secret, you know, and they're like, okay, I want to, let's do this, you know, but they're approaching it still from the mind. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not embodied yet. And it, and it's not, um, uh, there's the, the, the vibration or the emotional frequency is not in, it's not high enough and fine enough yet to attract, uh, what it is they really want. So, um, that's, I think one of those discoveries that we make later, or as we 
mature on the spiritual path is there's actually something even deeper than what you say you want. And it's actually the feeling that what you think you want is going to give you. So if you can generate that feeling, that feeling tone, well, then you have that sense of completeness in the moment, mm -hmm. which is generative and ends up bringing you what you want. And sometimes in a much higher form than you originally uh, <laughs> visualized it in, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that is such a beautiful exercise. I love it. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites. I, I remembered when I initially created it because I, I wanted to manifest money. I'll be straight. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, I want some cash. Like I want some cash. I was, it was a real rough moment in my life where I just felt broke. Like I felt mm. like I had nothing. I had no money, which also made me feel like I had no value. And, mm. and that was really hard to take in. And then I realized I was doing these mantras that was just like, I am a magnet for money. <laughs> I am a magnet for money. Is that a bill? Did you just put a bill in front of me? Like that, that's literally how it was happening is I was like, I am sitting here doing all of this like money mantras, money comes easily to me, money comes freely to me. Like, and yet I would literally get a bill. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't understand what I'm doing. I don't even get it. I don't get it. And it would make me frustrated. And that's when I was just like, how about I just switch gears? I was like, God, interrupt the record. And that's when I started this work. And then when I was like, I'm going to do this one on money. And then I was just like, let me just go through my alphabet. And then I realized I was like, actually, I appreciate the blessings in my life resonates mm -hmm. so much more, has nothing to do with money. But that's those were the words that were coming when I did this work. And lo and behold, checks. There you go. Because that's the vibration of abundance right that's there. The vibration of abundance. Was, and I was like, oh, wow. Why didn't somebody tell me that it didn't have to actually have the word money in it? In fact, the word money was so loaded and had such a different vibration in me that it was never going to manifest as cash. It was always going to manifest as a bill. Oh, that, that is so valuable. Let, let's, okay. Let us, let's frame this for a second because money is such a loaded word. It's such a loaded topic. And, and even when you, when you first said, you know, I started doing this work because I needed some cash. Right. And there's almost a feeling like we have to apologize for that. You know, that it's not spiritual somehow to want money or to, to ask for, for to ask for money, you know? And so I would love to hear you speak to that a little bit more. Like, what is this conflict that we have about, about money and spirituality and how do you address that? I look at, I look at it from a perspective of if you ever really, really want to want to make money and have, have wealth in your life, I go back to what a principle that Bob Marley says is, and he, and I love it. It's just like, is money make you rich? And I was like, oh, right. Okay. Touche. And then another concept that my friend Ngozi Paul, I'm not sure if you know her, but Ngozi Paul, um, I remember having a conversation with her and she was just like, anytime you want to have abundance, think of how you can be of service. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's about taking it off of yourself, taking it away from the whole monetary value of straight up cash. And that's where I was getting trapped is I was, I was looking for money when really what I needed to be experiencing was abundance. Mm -hmm. And there was such a difference between 
looking around and, and being appreciative of what I have. Like I, I have a five day gratitude challenge that I do with people who sign up to my newsletter. And the first day I, 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 I step people through being a noticer. It's like, you got to notice what you have. That's the first step in gratitude. That's the first step in abundance. You got to notice that you already have it. Like you're, like you've been saying, you know, it's already within you. It's not something you need to seek outside of yourself. And so when you start to notice all the things that you have, the universe is just like, oh my God, we have so much. And then more comes to you because the universe doesn't, doesn't know the, the word no, it only knows the word yes. And something I would tell people you know, who are new to spirituality or new to the law of attraction that they probably don't want to hear is that it's like, you are the creator of your own reality. And Mm -hmm. no matter what comes into your experience, you made it. And we're always manifesting. We're always creating. We always have some signal that we're sending out into the universe. And so whether you're conscious of it or not conscious of it, it's coming back to you. So the more conscious you can be of it, about it, the the better off you'll be. And you don't have to be conscious to every single thought that you have. You have to be conscious to the way that you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And if you're really going into the work, then examine what thought did I just have that made me feel that way? Because that's going to guide me to what am I believing about myself right now? And so if I have a thought where I'm like, I'm broke, I ain't never going to have no money, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you feel down or you feel heavy or you feel lethargic, then it's kind of like, oh, wow, me thinking that way actually makes me feel bad and making myself feel bad makes me a magnet for bills. That's what's going to come into my experience. So now that I know that it's about getting the data on yourself you know, the data on your DNA, basically. Mm -hmm. And then you move into a state where you go, now that I know this about myself, what physically can I do within my body? And this is where the work that I do comes in, because it's like, no, 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 we're not about to break down your belief system. Because Einstein said, you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it. So Mm -hmm. we need to get out of the state of being that you're in and move you into a new state. And that new state is going to be the equivalent of you getting onto a new floor or doors opening up. You will now have access to higher levels of thinking, solutions, ideas, resolutions to conflicts, problems that you've been sitting with could be for years, decades. You know what I mean? So it's like, I often, you know, tell my clients that it's like, when it comes to breath work, you know, it's the key card that's going to take you to the penthouse of spirituality, because you, you can, you can hear all of Oprah's quotes, listen to, you know, Morgan Freeman gave you that beautiful motivational morning speech. But if you don't know how to physically embody it, you're going to be stuck in the lobby of enlightenment. Absolutely. I love that stuck in the lobby of enlightenment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, um, as a, as a, a, a coach and as a yoga teacher myself and, and as, a, as an actor also, we have so many things in common. Um, breath is one of those keys that is absolutely, it's a non-negotiable. I mean, first of all, you can't get away from it because if you don't breathe, you're dead. Uh, but you know, there is this absolute connection between breath and mind and breath and vibration. It's inescapable. And it's, I think sometimes it's such a simple tool that we think, well, that can't, can't possibly be that easy. Right. And I see on your website, takebreath.ca. Uh, I mean, really that's your, your doorway is the breath, right? As that's how you start with people as a coach. So tell us more about 
the connection between breath and mind and breath and feeling and breath and vibration for you? That's a, you know, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, the domino effect. That's how it all came to be for me was I really dominoed backwards what I needed to do. So when I realized that my thoughts weren't going to think me out of my neuroses, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what's a thought? How does the thought get there? And I was just like, well, okay, let's go with the principles that I know. So like I was just saying, you know, I can't solve the problem with the same level of thinking that I have. So I have to change my state. If I have to change my state, why does that do something? And then I realized, wow, the breath is what creates the mood, the emotion, and how we not, how we, how we use the breath, how we control the breath, restrict the breath is how we create an emotion within ourselves. And Tony Robbins talks about, you know, and emotions are energy in motion. Mm. And it's like, I've done, I've done a lot of Tony Robbins. Let's just put it that way. Um, (laughs) I know some people absolutely do not like Tony Robbins and some people are like, he is my guru. And other (laughs) people are just kind of like, I can't stand his voice, but I have, I have gotten great value out of the work that he has done. And, and, you know, when I first started dating my husband, he was just, he, he's always been this way. He's lived such a beautiful life. And I feel so blessed to have had a front row seat to how he does it all. Mm -hmm. And I remembered actually, you know, we'd moved in together. It was about, we'd been dating for about a year and I said, okay, how the hell are you doing all of this? Like, how do you have the life that you have? Like, how are you this amazing actor with this amazing career, with this great trajectory? Like, I can only see great things for you. Like, what are you doing? And that's when he like introduced me to James Arthur Ray and like the four pillars of success and Tony Robbins and, you know, just introduced me to this world. I was like, people teach this stuff. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Because I was, I was like, I was, I I didn't know, like I was left to my own devices and I was crazy. Like I couldn't sit for a minute without my mind just racing and churning and trying to figure things out. And so doing this work, I say all of this to, to really come back to, you know, you've got to just be allowing yourself to be open to learning new things like that beginner's mind. And so even now, like I'll, I'll listen to, you know, your podcast. I'll listen to Marie Forleo. I'll listen to Gabby Bernstein. I'll listen to Ileana. Like I'll listen to a whole bunch of people and they're all saying the same thing, but Mm -hmm. it's important to, to me anyways, to always listen as if I've never heard it before, Mm -hmm. because, you know, like you'll go back and all of a sudden you're like, was that always there? Because I didn't hear that the last time. And you move into these different realms. And so the reason the breath is so powerful for me is because with everything that everyone was saying, I realized that that is the one thing that we all have in common. Mm. And that like, it's when we no longer have the exhale, we're done. Like we come into this world and we get that big inhale. And I feel like that is, you know, not to get heavily religious, but that is spirit. That is, that is, that is life and the exhale and the more conscious we are of it is gratitude for that life. And so I, I just, I just see that 
that's how I see it. And so I want to help people align themselves with being more conscious of this gift that we have called life in a way that, that, that isn't, isn't, you know, precocious or that isn't making you feel like you need to be, you know, a saint, you know, and it's something that we take for granted because it's, it's just innate. We're not going to, the only time we're going to stop breathing is when we die, as I have my little grim reaper back there, but it's like the only time we, (laughs) we, we become conscious of it are, are those really tough moments. And so when, when life becomes overwhelming, the first thing you need to do is breathe because it'll, it'll bring you right back into your body and it'll shut down the brain. Like that is what it will do. It'll bring you back into your body when, when we feel challenged, you know, when you're working out, the thing that's going to help you through it is if you breathe, when you, like, I just realized the extraordinary power of it, that it's like, and that's not negating, you know, deep therapy, that's not negating doing, you know, child, inner child work, that's not negating doing a lot of these other, you know, methods and mythologies for creating well-being within yourself that may take a more structured route. I'm just more connecting with people who are just like, but what can I do in and around that? It's kind of like when, this is going to sound weird, but it's like, it's like Kegel muscle exercises. (laughs) It's like, it is nobody's business whether or not you're doing it or not, but you know, (laughs) you know, and, and you know how strong you are and you know how weak you are and you know, like, so it's, it's, it's that kind of work where it's just like, it's so private. Mm. It's so intimate. And nobody even needs to know how you're doing, like that you're doing it, but they will feel that you're doing it. And so, yeah. Well, that uh, you're, you're um, uh, so many uh, beautiful feelings have been coming up as I'm listening to you. And what I'm, what I'm hearing you say, uh, the way I interpret it is the, the, how the breath brings us immediately into presence, right? It is the most basic because, you know, when you have nothing else, no matter what's going on in your life, if you lose everything, if everything that you've built disappears and it can happen, or if you lose someone, if you're facing something very challenging, the, in, if you don't want to go crazy, you know, if you don't want to lose your mind the way that, I mean, it, it can be easy to do when we're identified with all of that stuff and we're identified with the life that we built and the, the, um, this fictional self of the personality when we're highly identified with that and we lose aspects of it or lose all of it, it can be so devastating that uh, some people, well, they don't know how to move forward for something like that. And really it comes down to the breath because no matter what else is going on in your life, if you can reduce everything to this one moment where you're breathing in and you're breathing out and you're alive, you have everything. You Mm. have everything you need. And I love what you said about the in-breath being the gift of life and the out-breath being the gratitude for that gift. That in and of itself is a gorgeous meditation. I mean, it is so simple and it's just the truth, right? And, and it reminds me that we were born with and brought to this earth with all the power within us as source, 
already. And Mm -hmm. it truly is enough to sit and to breathe. And, and, and if you take in life and on your exhale, feel the gratitude for that life, you have everything you need to generate anything that you need because Mm -hmm. God, God knows, you know, in the Bible, it says, God knows that your father knows that you need those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you won't be left. If you have the consciousness of I'm alive and I'm grateful to be alive, then everything you need is given to you. And it is such a beautiful, calming, reassuring uh, thought and practice to come back to the breath that way. I really Mm -hmm. feel that. Thank you for that. And speaking to that, going back to money, I wanted to share um, one of the processes that I did once I'd realized all of that and started having new mantras in my mind. And I literally use three deep breaths as my checks. I would tell myself, I was like, what I really want is to feel grounded. I want to feel safe and I want to feel secure. So these three deep breaths will represent all of that. And so when I want money, instead, I'm going to let myself experience what having that money would feel like. Because anytime I ask anybody, what would it feel like for all of your bills to be taken care of? That Without hesitation, everyone's like, oh, man, <laughs> Woo, that feel like I can't tell you how deep people start breathing, like that, like a weight just got lifted off their shoulders. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden there's like, oh, man, well, I feel like I can breathe. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. And I, I really never want to shy away from the things like money because it's such a, it's such a topic for people. And so when I, when I share that, I, I really do want people to know, like, that's how I first got out of debt. Like literally, like kept feeling like I was just <laughs> staying above water you know, and, and I would have to look at the, at the, at the micro before I could even begin to envision the macro. And it would be like, I took three deep breaths and then 30, $30 came to me. Thank you. Thank you God for hearing me, you know, because when I, and I, I use this, like when I was building a house and I was just like, I have a $5,000 bill, like these contractors are going to need to get paid. And I was just like, but today is not the day that it is due. And today I have all the money that I need for today. And I am going to live in faith that I will have it when I need it. And if I don't have it, then I don't need it. Mm. And I live by that mantra. And I literally every single day, like something would happen that I would be like, oh my God, a residual check came. Here you go, contractors. And I didn't, I wasn't behind. I wasn't late. I, I always had what I needed when I needed it because that was the mantra that I was living. And I was allowing myself to experience being at rest, which means I was constantly giving the command to be like, relax them shoulders, girl. You don't need to have them so high. They don't need to be earrings, they're shoulders. Okay. They don't need to be earrings. Oh you know, God. like just relax the back of your throat, relax your knees, check in with your butt. You clenching anything, relax your toes. We gonna get personal up in here, girl. I'm with you. I'm not going at, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. got real close, me and my body, you know, like we got real intimate of just like, I did not realize the places that I was holding tension that were causing me to block off abundance from actually coming to me. And so it, it was really just, it's, it's about navigating 
the at that internal world because if there's tension if there's tightness i promise you you are squeezing off any abundance that wants to come to you especially if that's something that you deliberately want to create because you don't have to just you know say oh i guess i'm not meant to have have abundance it's like mm, no you are if that's something that you want and now everybody's definition of abundance is going to be different but if you want to feel like you can have the things that you want to have then you got to allow yourself to experience it first. You mm -hmm. can't just, you know, and I just did a post the other day where I was speaking to manifestation and I was just kind of like, you know, a lot of people are like, mm, I see myself in that mansion. And I was like, take it one step further. See yourself cleaning the mansion. See yourself decorating the mansion. <laughs> if you're not somebody who cleans the mansion, then see yourself hiring the crew. What is the crew like? When do they come in? How do you greet them? Like allow yourself to be in the, in the experience of it to the fullest. Do you sit on the couch, that beautiful couch? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What kind of meditations do you do? You know what I mean? What books are you reading when you're in this space? Do you look out the window? Do, what do you see when you look out the window? You know, like I'm visualizing my dream house that, I, that I'm, I'm aspiring to next, you know? Like mm -hmm. I'm living in a space right now that I was like, oh my God, I can't believe we got everything that we wanted, including my sister living literally five minutes away, who's able to help us with our child. Like it's, it's such a beautiful experience, but from this contrast came, you know, all of a sudden I was like, well, actually I want, you know, I actually want a little more now. So now this is, this is, you know, I, you know what, now I want a space that my sister can live with us. I want her in the basement. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want us to have, I want us to have a studio, you know, I want us to have a, a, a room where we can all like enjoy watching movies and big lazy boy chairs. Like now all of a sudden I'm, I'm really wanting to create a different level of abundance and the things that are coming, you know, is amazing to me, but you got to lay the groundwork for it. Right. And even the, the, the obstacles that come are serving you to be the vehicle that's going to let you actually receive the abundance. So it's like people say they want to be rich or people say they want to, you know, have a career where they're the lead of like a, a hot TV show. And I was like, you need to realize what you're actually saying. When you say you want to have that beautiful body, when you say you want to have all that money, when you say you want to have that kind of career, you're saying, I want to work out every day. I want to eat healthy. I want to love myself in a way where my actions are showing that I actually believe in what I'm talking about. Or when I say I want to be the lead on this series, I'm like, you're saying you want to spend about a good 40 to 50 hours a week outside of work, like onset work, building the character, learning your lines, researching the world, like all of these things, like those are the extras that I think a lot of times get missed because we're just focused on, I want to manifest that job. And you're like, mm. but really see what that job is going to entail. You know what I mean? And when I had my son, this is part of the self-honoring choices that I was talking about is I was just like, I, I, I don't want to have boundaries up because I do want to work, but I, I'm going to be straight. I was like, but I really would like a gig that only I have to work like twice a week, maybe but I'd like to get paid as if I was working all the time because I would <laughs> like the time with my son and to be able to create a life and to have money to take care of myself, to be able to afford my therapy sessions, to be able to afford getting a massage, to be able to afford going on a vacation so I can relax and recharge. Like I need to, I need to make money, you know, so that I'm able to take care of myself, but I also don't want to work that runs me into the ground faster. Mm. And so what I learned from making those self-honoring choices was you get rewarded handsomely for choosing yourself. You oh. really, really do. Like 
I will say hand to Jesus. I was like, when I, when I found out the first gig that I got last year, I was like, oh my God, first off I'm working. Wow. Mm -hmm. Second off, it was on a show that totally aligned with where I was as a mother, as an artist in this world. And I only had to work two, three times a week, maybe, you know what I mean? And it, and it paid well. And so it was a wonderful job. It paid well. It went with my, my life, the way that it needed to be. And that's just how, and anybody who knows me or who get, who really has like a front row seat to my life, like is in my inner circle, it will, will attest to the fact that it's like, I saw you actually manifest that. Mm-hmm. Like I heard you turn down the lead on a show because it was going to require you be on set every single day, all day, worried about it. And then said, I'm actually releasing that. I'm making a self-honoring choice and the producers and the writers and the showrunner, like they're friends of mine and they totally understood and they just wished me well. And the next gig that came was the gig that was actually perfect for me. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, you didn't miss out on anything. And those same people have asked me to come back again. And so it's just like, oh, wow. So I haven't burned any bridges. I only just honored myself. I was able to rest when I needed to rest. I was able to be with my son. Cause one of the intentions that I had for 2021 was I was like, I want to be there for all of his first. I want to be there for the first crawl. I want to be there for the first walk. I want to be there for the first word. I want like, I just, I just wanted to work out in such a way that I get to be there for that. And that's a ridiculous ask of the universe. But I was, I, I always ask, what would it feel like if I got it? Well, I mean, this is, it's funny because we do often think that we're making a ridiculous ask of the universe, but, but we know that the universe doesn't make big or small, you know, that's in our mind. And it's just, I think if you can make enough space within yourself, as you, as you're able to do to, to make those self-honoring choices and you don't treat it as, well, I know this is a really big ask and I'm probably not going to get it, you know, well, this, when we, when we do make those big asks and we have that, you know, comparison going on in our mind and we're wondering, am I, is it possible? Am I worthy enough? I don't know. You know, is the universe going to answer that? That seems like I'm asking awfully a lot, right? That's when we have to remember that, that, that the universe doesn't, uh, doesn't know what size is, you know, it doesn't, It doesn't make something more important than something else. You know, everything is equally sacred. Uh, And and this is such a, well, you know, this is something that I've really had to remind myself of over and over again, but how good and benevolent life is toward us Mm. if we'll just let it be, you know, and, and like the whole first series that I, that we've done on the grace space for season two is called living with grace and ease. Like what if it were easy? Mm. Why does it have to be hard? Because we have such an old paradigm from the last age, which is about suffering and punishment, shame, guilt, sinfulness Mm -hmm. and having to earn and deserve and strive and work really hard and all of the grimness Mm -hmm. of like white knuckling your life so that you can get something because you perceive it outside of yourself Mm -hmm. and because you fear that you don't deserve it. Well, that is over now. (sighs) That's what I've said. Every episode that I, that I've written about, about living with grace and ease. It's been, you know, cause every time I 
I teach or write something, I'm, I'm teaching it to myself. You know, I'm, I'm, Absolutely. I'm reminding myself that, that it doesn't have to be so hard. It doesn't have to be a struggle. Life doesn't have to be uh, an experience of suffering. And if it is, well, something's wrong. We've missed something, you know, we've mm -hmm. not understood something. And so it's always such a pleasure to be with someone to be in right in front of someone who is manifesting their best life gracefully and easefully the way that the way that you do. And I mean, that's, that's really, you know, demonstrating your alignment with the law. And, uh, you know, of course, that makes you a, a very valuable coach to people because, you know, as a human being, well, we all have our, our foibles, we all have our challenges, we all have, uh, you know, our, our, our past and all of that, but we're also, you know, in the evolutionary process, uh, mm -hmm. growing spiritually. And uh, I just, I've really so appreciated how you shared your, your, both your vulnerability and your struggles and also your transcendence. Um, I gotta say, I really love you, Lisa Berry and, and <laughs> your joy and your humor and your grace, uh, have been such a gift to this podcast today. And I'm so, so thrilled and honored to share you with, uh, with my listeners. And, uh, I want to make sure everybody knows that on your website, takeabreath.ca, you've got, she's got classes and courses. She's got a community that you can be part of a free training, uh, called grow in gratitude. Um, and, uh, I want to encourage you to connect with Lisa and by the way, where can people see you on TV these days? Oh, I've actually got a, a project. I've got a couple of projects coming out this year. Uh, one is with Apple TV and it's Ghostwriters. And that was one of the projects that I was really excited to work on. I play the mother of a really, really beautiful, smart little girl who just goes on adventures that she finds in books, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm also going to be on a new show for Lifetime with uh, Tony Braxton, which I'm really <gasps> excited about. I was like, wow, I'm going to play it real cool, but I'm losing <laughs> it. Um, unbreak, unbreak my heart, unbreak my heart. Oh my God. Um, and so that's going to be coming out later in the year as well. So I'm really excited about those projects. Um, but I wanted, I actually wanted to speak to what you just said, because I've had this conversation with a lot of people about, um, letting it, like, it doesn't have to be so hard. And I just, it just reminded me of a story that I was had, like a conversation I was having with a friend of mine. And I was just talking about losing the weight when I had my kid. And I was like, oh, I knew it was going to be hard. And I was like, oh, I knew it was going to be hard. And I was like, oh, I knew it was going to be hard. And this is why it's so important to have good people in your life. Cause she kind of stopped me mid sentence and was just like, I just want to point out totally lovingly, you have said, I knew it was going to be hard about a thousand times. Like, <laughs> and I was like, have I? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, she's like, do you want it to be hard? And I was like, no, bitch. Obviously, I don't want it to be hard. Like, really? Really? And so we sat there and we did the work that I that I do. And she was just like, okay, time to do your own course. And it was just like, is there a nicer way you can say that? Is there a better way? 
you can say that? Are there words that are more in alignment with your goals, but also doesn't have you manifesting the struggle of it all? And I was just like, oh, I hate you so much. Let's do it. And (laughs) so we, you know, and the thing about that kind of work is you, you kind of have to sit in, in the, in the stillness and in the silence and, and let things get calm. And so it's, it's almost like a practice that you kind of have to hold, hold for people, like hold space for people because they're just like, I don't know how, and it almost kind of freezes the brain a little bit. Cause it's like, did you just ask what? This is interrupting the regular flow. We're just supposed to say it's hard. <laughs> yes, exactly. Those are, it's like breaking those agreements that we have. <laughs> You know, that we're going to agree that we're all limited and we're, we're allowed to limit ourselves and limit each other. And no, no more. That's exactly Exactly. what, you know, having those people in your life, partners in believing, I would call them, you know, who are like, don't you limit yourself? Don't do it. You know, and then you're like, oh my God, you're totally right. And I have had the exact same conversation with friends of mine. And I've been like, Claire, you need to take your own course. Remember from burnout to bliss, take your own course, take your own course. Right. Because it's easy to forget. We have so oh, many so easy old programs. You know, it's easy to go back into the old way of being if you're not being vigilant, right? Especially in the world the way it is right now. And there's so much negativity, fear, and all of that. And, you know, that the worlds are pulling apart. You know, the, the ones who are letting go and letting in the light and shining are, you know, uh, expanding. And then, and then there's a lot of, also a lot of fear and a lot of people who are in contraction and terror and don't want to step forward and change, you know, and so it can seem really uh, chaotic and negative and all of that. So really important not to get sucked in by that because then we're of course, just contributing to the negativity. Uh, and instead just keep being the sun, just keep shining the light. And I must say you do that so beautifully. I wish you all could see Lisa Berry in front of me right now. Well, I'm going to have to post some clips from our Zoom <laughs> video because you're too beautiful. And uh, it's just people have to see your radiance. Thank Aww. you. Thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your presence today, Lisa. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. This has been so much fun. And I mean, I love I love talking spiritual shop like it's my favorite <laughs> Favorite, Me too. I feel thing. like we, we could talk for hours. This could go no, on for hours. This really, this really, really could. This really, really could. It's it's dangerous. Um, but I want to thank you for having me on your show. This is amazing. I can't wait to share it with my audience as well. I think I think they need to know who you are and what you're doing and and what you're all about. Our our worlds are in such alignment, and it's really it's really really beautiful to kind of just share a melding of the minds in this in this realm and uh and yeah just to remind ourselves that it's not about it being hard but you know we knew we'd have to be present yes that's, oh, that's beautifully that's, the said. that's just the difference so I'm really grateful to take a moment and to get to catch a breath with you so this is great me too beautifully said thank you so much Lisa and I think we're going to meet again <laughs> I think so I think so this was fun this was fun <laughs> To learn more about Lisa the actor and Lisa the meditation teacher, check out the links to her websites and the courses that she offers in the show notes below. There's also a link there for the video version of this interview, and I think you'll see from that video that we had a pretty great time talking spiritual shop. Also, if you love the grace space and would like to go deeper and work with me personally, 
please check out the links in the episode info. Everything's there, and I hope you'll reach out to me if you feel called to do so. You can make the changes you want to make in your life. You just need some guidance and some structure. I believe in you. I'll see you next time. Meanwhile, walk in grace. Thank you for joining me in the grace space, where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.